Captain Blackjack Robb and his crew were left to rot and nearly forgotten in the brig at Waddington Hill Fortress near Fairpoint in St. George. The fortress was formidable. Over the years, many pirates found their way in, but none, sadly, found their way out. The skull and crossbones hanging from the mast of Captain Robb's sunken ship, the Orange Rose, was enough to land him and his crew in the King's jail. But Commodore Evans, charged with enforcing the King's justice, could find no other crimes to pin upon the crew or their captain. In truth, they were innocent, the lot of them, awaiting sentences for crimes of piracy they only intended to commit. The Commodore had no evidence other than Captain Robb's statement that he was, in fact, a pirate. No royal ship had engaged him in battle, no castaway pointed an accusing finger in his direction, and his so-called pirate's conduct was, to date, beyond the king's notice. The Commodore summoned Rob to his office in chains. Stately and befitting of the Commodore's rank, the office had ivory walls and oak trim stained dark as molasses, with a vaulted ceiling that depicted holdings of the crown. The king's crest sat in the centre. Its shape reminded Captain Blackjack Robb of the pirate's medallion that was passed down to him by his father, who had received it from his grandfather, a notorious plunderer. The medallion was Captain Robb's only legacy, and the Commodore had it in his possession, hidden somewhere close by. The Commodore rested his fingertips on a stack of reports piled high on the desk. You claim to be a pirate, but I am unable to find any evidence to confirm your misdeeds. Do you have anything to say about this? Captain Robb stood silently, twiddling his thumbs. This morning a man came to my office to beg for your life. He claims that a Captain Robb the pirate and his crew rescued him at sea and put him to shore a fortnight later with five shillings in his pocket. Does he speak the truth? Rob cringed. The man described had given his word that he would not share the manner in which he'd been saved. Captain Blackjack Rob's great shame was that, despite his disreputable descent, he was not ruthless at all. His nickname, Blackjack, came from his prowess at cards, as did the procurement of his first three ships, the Dodgy Ranger, the Dancer, and the Orange Rose, all of which the sea had seen fit to claim. "'Yes, tis I,' said Rob. "'He worked for them wages, twas no charity.' Commodore Evans lifted a letter off his desk and waved it. The king has no room in his cells for privateers with delusions of piracy when there are real pirates on these waters. It is also my understanding that your crew is comprised of men and women. I thought pirates considered having women on board bad luck. Captain Robb rattled his chains. Abigail and Fortuna Smith were orphaned street urchins, living off crumbs and wits when their paths first crossed. The girls had a knack for appearing whenever Captain Robb was in port, and the crew quickly noticed that their presence near the card table always brought Robb good fortune. 
Over the years the young women grew close to the crew and learned everything there was to know about working and living on board a ship at sea. They were born for the pirate's life and joined the crew when they came of age.